Are you tired of feeling lonely on your health and wellness journey? At Illuminar.ca, you can get access to yoga, fitness, nutrition, and special interest videos and articles. Find friends on our private community forum and say goodbye to going it alone and hello to a vibrant community of women living their next best lives. Sign up today and take the first step towards a healthier you at A-L-U-M-N-O-R.ca today. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that 9 to 5. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 232 of Beyond Retirement. If you recall, last week I was joined by Kim Medici Shellquist. Kim works with the Love Always Project, and if you haven't listened to that episode, you definitely should check it out after this one. The Love Always Project's mission is to encourage people to think more positively and proactively about end-of-life issues, and they emphasize the importance of sharing stories and experiences now while there's still time. Many of my guests have mentioned the idea that our lives are getting longer. We're doing a lot more every day, and we're packing a lot more into our lifetime. I think people are distracted by life in general, but we don't take enough time to think about what's important to us, or to talk with our loved ones about what we hold valuable in our life. It's really important for each of us to take the time to understand what's important to us, and to learn what's important to the others in our life so that we can make the choices that need to be made when the time comes. This is a big part of getting older. The Love Always Project is a good resource for people planning for retirement, transferring possessions to loved ones, experiencing serious illness, yours or a loved one. Basically, whenever you start to think about what the last phase of life involves, because this last phase could be a few decades long. If you don't think about these things and have these conversations with your family now, it really does make it more challenging as you get closer to the end of life. People always think, oh, I don't have to deal with that now, I can deal with it later. Well, you can, but it's often more difficult later. And it's possible that you'll wait too long, and it's going to be the family that has to deal with it on their own. One of the things Kim mentioned that I've always thought was curious is that many people start conversations with, if I die, like there's some alternative to it. We're all going to die at some point. The only sure thing in life is that you don't get out of it alive. I know it's a conversation that makes many people sad and most people uncomfortable, as I've mentioned. But ignoring the topic isn't going to make it go away. And ignoring it will often dump a larger burden on someone else. Although I suppose if it's your own death that you're avoiding talking about, it won't matter to you when it's dumped on someone else. Personally, I don't like the idea of leaving all the arrangements and decisions to the people left behind. It feels like a bit of a cop-out to me, like I'm trying to run away from it. I've seen the state that close family is in after a death. Adding to the stress at that time just doesn't seem right. 
And as Kim described in her personal story, every bit of experience and knowledge that you have might go out the window when the time comes. Emotion takes over, and decisions are so much harder then. A lot of these choices and decisions that I'm talking about could be taken care of before they really need to be, if we would simply sit down and talk about things. I realize I'm making it sound real easy by saying, just sit down and talk about it. We've already established that talking about death and the decisions that have to be made surrounding our death and the deaths of our family members is anything but simple. However, by taking the time and making the effort to have the conversations while there is still time and people are relatively healthy and happy, a lot of heartache can be mitigated or maybe even eliminated. Taking the time to have the conversation and to make them as positive as they can be doesn't mean it's going to be a happy conversation. But I think that having these conversations while everyone is still able to take part will go a long way toward making everyone more comfortable with the choices that are being made. I believe that people who are completely and totally aware that their life is going to end are the ones who live life to the fullest. You don't have to be morbid about the fact that you're going to die. I just mean that it's the people who know that every day is a gift and who treat it that way that really make the most of their days. And I hope you're one of them. I read a poem once that really stuck with me. I think I mentioned it when I was talking to Kim. It's called The Dash Poem, and it was written by Linda Ellis. So indulge me for a minute, because I'm going to read it. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone, from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth, and spoke the following date with tears, but he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that they spent alive on earth, and now only those who loved them know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love, and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real, and always try to understand the way other people feel, and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more, and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect, and more often wear a smile, remembering this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read, with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? I don't know why that really stuck to me, or stuck with me, but it has for a long time. And I really think that how you want to be remembered is something worth thinking about. Many people say nobody's going to remember them, but it's not true. There are people whose lives you've touched, for better or for worse, and some of them will remember you. If you think about your obituary and what it's going to say, would it change the way you act today? I think that's enough talk about death and what we're going to do about it. Next week, I'm going to be chatting with Kim Curtis, who, among other things, is the author of the best-selling book, Retirement Secrets. I hope you're going to join us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 232 of Beyond Retirement. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? 
head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.